should wait to come out, that you should uh, try to gain rank or status before you do that. That's a bunch of bull It's a new day in the music industry, and I can reach my fans. We're getting there. I've caused harm to the political agenda, and which I'm actually happy for. I would say probably the best message to them is that they're on the wrong side of history. Whether you're lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, or whatever, love is love. Shout it out to the world. The Michelle Miao Show. Your A through Z covering the LGBT, LMNOP, and everyone in between show. And now here's your host, Michelle Miao. Hello and welcome to Tuesday. Tuesday and uh, I'm going to get the date right. I'm pretty sure I know it because it's only the second day of November. Is it this this, or is it the third? It it is the third. (laughs) How can I get this wrong, Fong? Um, You've been busy. I have been busy. I am so sorry. Uh, I took off last week without telling everyone here who joins us on the program, the Michelle Miao Show, that uh, I was was in Arkansas. I was in Bentonville, Arkansas for an entire week at Walmart headquarters. And I'm sure of it, the progressives who are tuning in right now want to throw rocks at me. And you're probably (laughs) asking me why. Why? Why did I accept an invitation to go speak you know, at uh, Walmart headquarters and uh, speak to, to um, you know, uh, I'll just tell you, Fong, so are you interested in knowing this? This yeah. is really interesting information for you. Okay. So they got a group of, of millennials together. And I think that how they identified millennials was anybody from the age of 18 to like 40, I'm pretty sure. Uh, which is, you know, pretty, you know, it's ranging, right? That's a big, wide range. But um, but anyway, the focus of it was, uh, which I didn't know, you know, they called this thing the Emerge Summit, which it was, uh, the d- description before I went was very vague. It was like, we want to know how, what you think of uh, Walmart. Hmm. And so, um, yeah, I had been asked to go uh, by a mentor of mine, somebody that I absolutely look up to, Bob Wittick, who, you know, does a lot of consulting for large corporations. I mean, if you remember, uh, American Airlines was one of the first corporations to come out in support for LGBT rights in the 90s. Well, you know, Bob was directly connected with that. And so anyway, he threw my name in the hat and I went and, um, <laughs> and, and so I found out that, you know, they wanted the millennials because we are so into social media and they (laughs) wanted to figure out what ways, you know, could Walmart, I guess, have a much more positive perception to millennials as, as, as baby boomers retire. Hmm. Um, (laughs) they were getting, there was a guy who was, uh, you know, facilitating one session and he was getting so angry because people kept talking about target. And so you didn't understand why people preferred to shop at Target versus Walmart. So I'll ask you, I mean, you're all of like 22 years old, 23? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, you don't have to tell us your age. But, uh, you know, why wouldn't you shop at Walmart? Um, Well, because, you know, they don't really pay their workers well and they don't really provide a good amount of benefits. They've been pretty controversial about how they stand ethically. in regards to like their business model and stuff. So most of the time, if I have a choice and I can, I will try my best not to go there. And that is exactly my point. Millennials are really smart shoppers (laughs) and they get their information right away from their smartphones yeah. <laughs> online um, right so if you if, if any corporation out there wants to know it you know some of this uh, this is free information you don't even have to buy into like a survey thing or whatnot but um from a, a much more important standpoint i did get a chance to to ask a couple questions to you know the or a question to the ceo uh, doug mcmillan um which you know was all about the lgbt rights i wanted to see if he would support the equal rights act and i think that you will have to tune in at a later date to find out you know kind of what my trip was about and if you follow me on social media i i promise to be very open about that so follow me now on my facebook at miss ms ms michelle meow um and look me up and or also Twitter, Ms. Michelle Miao. So let's uh, let's get our show started. Today's program is brought to you by Pacific Fertility Center. When life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. 
Our guest today is a good friend of ours here at the studio and uh, well, well, well recognized around the world, I should say, who is, uh, you know, charting on, on, on Billboard for for music, for house music and a lot of um, other things. But I also want to mention that our good friend, our guest today, also does drag, also does um, DJing uh, and, uh, you know, so many things. And that's what I love about our community is we kind of just don't sit there and weave or sew. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. Anyway, I'd like to introduce you to our good friend, Tweeka Turner. Tweeka, welcome to the program. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here at the Michelle Meow Show. This is yeah. fabulous. Woo! Um, so, you know, I, I we have to, you've been on the show many times, but I think that it's appropriate as we collect new, uh, to, you know, listeners who are tuning in for the first time. Tweeka Turner, how'd you get your name? <laughs> oh god so I, i'm a seasoned queen so we're going back a, a few years uh um so that you know back in the day tina turner was huge and she still is a great icon and uh and there she is now calling me to say stop using her name <laughs> um anyways we need uh you may not know this, Michelle, but um, when you're an aspiring drag queen, uh, this, we're going back to 1997, I was a, an actor in the Sick and Twisted Theater group, and we were doing the Towering Inferno at the Transmission Theater, and my, we were in the bathroom, and I'm like, I'm talking to my buddy who's an actor, and I'm like, I want to do drag, I want to do drag. He's like, well, what's your drag name? So he came up with it. His name was Patrick O'Connor. He was well-known in here uh, in San Francisco at the time, back in 97. And he, he I said, I love Tina Turner, so he tweaked it out with Tweaker, and it, it's stuck ever since. So it, it's Tweaker take you up a notch, not Tweaker do drugs. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I love that. Not that that's <laughs> what I was insinuating for our new listeners, but um, thank you for clarifying. So, You're welcome. <laughs> so I mentioned, you know, you are this amazing DJ. You are a, uh, you know, you, you've charted on on billboards. Uh, well, just once on billboard in a collaboration with Amore, who we all love. Yeah. I love, I just want to say thank you for having me. I, I feel like part of the family in, in a sense, you know. You are part of the family. You're always welcomed here. I mean, again, you're. you're I'd, I'd never say, you know, it's a good friend of ours if I really don't mean it. <laughs> but um, I, I didn't mention you're also the host of House of Pride Radio, which, you know, we do a radio show here. But yours is so much more fun. Tell us about House of Pride Radio. Yeah, House of Pride Radio. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that that's going strong. Two years now, we're up to episode 106. And it's basically two drag queens uh, sitting, talking, you know, gabbing away. And we invite uh, local folks that are into the arts. Uh, so my um, tag is uh, LGBT, fun for everyone, uh, creative contributions of the LGBT, oh, and Q community. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And, so, my, and my co-host is Pearl Tease, who's a friend of yours. Right. Pearl Tease, of course. And you, all your guests who come through are really awesome amazing guest but you know let's let's talk a little bit about house of pride radio music and you know the okay. kinds of discussions that we have not in just our community but how it can apply to you know every community out there right um obviously when you started house of pride radio maybe you did have the lgbtq community in mind i did uh i uh, let me just nutshell it so i'm i'm, I'm in a love affair with san francisco the essence of San Francisco, what it means to be gay, and I feel free here. Okay, so um, I wanted the the format of the radio station sort of be um, allegorical beacon of light, so to speak, to people who who may not live in the city. I feel like San Francisco is a unique place in which to um, to uh, flourish in what you want to do. I feel like it's as, out of any of the cities, it's the most supportive. So I want to. Sh shine as an example to people in the country because I grew up in, in rural Long Island and um, I didn't have that sense of freedom. So really, Michelle, it's, that's what it's all about. It's like if we can be like a little light shining, even if it's just for one person, for me, that really, really hits it on the head. I totally get you. I, I feel like, you know, there was once upon a time and it may still be that case for San Francisco to be that, you know, oasis for for queer people, LGBTQI mm -hmm. people and transports, you know, people coming here because it's the gateway to uh, being able to express yourself and, and yourself as an individual. And that includes, you know, your sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, 
do you still feel like San Francisco is is the beacon for that? Well, I know you're a lot more political than I am, and <laughs> I'm just going to get that out on the table now. <laughs> so you're always digging in there, yes. And San Francisco, it's true, we have a lot of problems here. But in comparison with all the other cities in the United States, it's by far, in my opinion, um, the the place you can come to to really exercise what you want to be. You get the most support here. Uh, the most um, examples of what other people are doing. It's a place of inspiration. I, I and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the positivity, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I mean, I you know you continuously um, put your craft out there in music form and you know performance and entertainment, and that's got to be a sense of like release for you, release, relief, and and I think fun. That I think it's important that we don't take that away from ourselves. So. You know, tell us kind of why music's so important to you. Well, music moves people. It's a, a medium that re- has a powerful impact, uh, just like um, visuals do. So um, it's funny. I actually have a, a bachelor's in, in painting, in fine art, in visual art. But the thing, and I used to do landscapes back in New York on Long Island, but when I moved here six years ago, something about the vibe of the city, the movement, the sounds, the vistas, it all um, combined it. And what came out of me instead of doing paintings was uh, creating beats and writing songs and and in the genre of dance. And um, let me tell you, there is a uh, vibrant community here, right here in San Francisco in the Bay Area, of of, uh, producers, remixers, songwriters, vocalists, and you know many of them. And I, I really do believe that we are vibing out the new sound in San Francisco dance. Really? Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, that's, I can give you examples. You should, you should <laughs> give us examples. I mean, we're going to spend some time here, even though, you know, we're going to go on a break soon. But before we go on a break, I mean, I think that it's important for people to know the kind of music that you're into, which I still think is extremely important to the queer community. And that is dance music. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, who doesn't go out to a club uh, and, and dance their booty off? Do you? No, <laughs> because I, I don't really have a booty to dance off, but that's okay. Um, but I mean... I stuff mine. <laughs> <laughs> you do stuff yours. That is so funny. Um, but I mean, I just feel like, yes, there's a diversity of music uh, out there right now in the clubs and people are spinning, you know, different things. And there's a Um, lot of clubs in the city. There are a lot of clubs in the city. And I was just going to point out, though, that, you know, when it comes to gay clubs, it seems that uh, that has also changed. I don't know what your opinion is on that. Uh, Interesting question or topic to bring up. Yeah, it has changed. I mean, do you I I think it's more. uh, what's the word that, uh, where uh, gays and straights come together? Uh, Homogenizing? No, yes. no, 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 I, no. I think it is. That's no, a, really. No. Maybe you're right about uh, that. Is the adjective because um, it, you know um, yeah, there's definitely still gay parties like a beatbox, for example, Brian Kent and those guys. They throw a good party, uh, but like in the Castro, have you? walked by like you know some of the clubs or bars and it's a mixed crowd it is a mixed crowd that's exactly what i was i was going to talk but they about. all listen you know the, all the, the music that's resonating out of those djs are pro- predominantly uh you know 128 to 130 beats per minute so the genre of dance you know and then dance encompasses different topics different subjects like uh, edm and techno and house so talk about edm house i mean who are some of um i guess what artists were your inspiration for you know the music that you put out so really for me i'm all about i'm, I'm really feeling the groove of house progressive house and that's what i remix that's if people would identify me as a remix of house oriented music and um I'm so into Michelle. I'm so into like the um, African American divas. Like uh, nothing makes me happier than getting an opportunity to work with uh, this new project with Mary Wilson from the Supremes. She has a a new new CD out, a new EP with I think like 40 mixes from all these fabulous DJs. And then you go down to the bottom and it says Tweeka Turner. So I'm one of the remixes on the on the project. That is, um, you just said it, Mary Wilson of the Supremes. I mean, this is so. Awesome. That's so amazing. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that and Mary Wilson and kind of how you got into this project, but let's take a quick break. Yep. And so when we come back, we'll continue with Tweeka Turner. Don't go away.
Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Tuesday, November 3rd. An important day because um, it's a day to vote. So get out the vote, please. And, uh, you know, usually during these types of elections, it's low voter turnout. But there are some pretty important things that uh, we need to vote on, especially if you're in the San Francisco uh, area. Um, our guest today is Tweeka Turner, who is a chart-topping DJ. Also a House of Pride radio host. Also, you know, an amazing drag queen, by the way, <laughs> and a good friend of ours. So, Tweeka, you just mentioned right before the break that you have new music out with Mary Wilson of the Supremes. Now, how did this all happen? Oh, my God. It's a great story. So, <clears throat> um, so this guy, Lee John, he's based in England, and he's the lead singer from this group in the 90s uh, called, um, uh, well, they had this big hit called Just an Illusion. Um, and it's a group called Imagine. And uh, he wrote this song for Mary, their friends. And um, I competed to get on the remix project. So I sent in my, um, you know, my mix and it got accepted. Uh, long, story short, long story short, that project, he couldn't find a record label to represent it. So I said, hey, Lee, I know some people over here in San Francisco, right? And um, so he agreed to go along with this. And so I, I um, directed the project to um, Paul Brewer from Sweet Feet Music. You know, it's, an, uh, it's, it's a gay-owned operated label, right? Fantastic. And so once that was secured, then Paul got like local gay remixes on the project like Leo Frappier and then some other people you might know like Paul Goodyear. Phil B is is on the project, and then all these big cats from LA and Chicago, right? And so um, they hired a promoter, they released it, and just this week, as a matter of fact, number three on Billboard Dance most uh, breakout and number five and most added. So I'm just one remixer out of, out of it takes a village really, like anything else, to to put out a good song. So I'm just one of the remixes on a fabulous EP, folks. You got to check it out, Mary Wilson. Time to move on. That is so cool. Time to move on. So uh, what have you moved on from? <laughs> what have I moved on from that project to um, working with uh, Amore again awesome. on a new project coming up? Well, I meant as in like, you know, I mean, there, there's <laughs> so much that you can take from, you know, just the song. So uh, I'm not sure what Mary's saying about when she's I know what know. she's saying about it. Yeah. So um, Ma- I think Mary uh, was making reference to leaving the Supremes and sort of the animosity between Diana Ross and her. Wow. Yeah. So there is that weight, and I think fans are going to love that aspect of it. But the groove of the song, and I've listened to all the mixes, intense, cl- uh, club, clubland anthem-oriented, great dancing music. So it's That's out awesome. there. Go That's check awesome. it out. But, um, you know, we flew Mary in for the, the video shoot. Did I tell you that? So, no, you did not <laughs> tell me that you, so you flew Marion for, so you did an actual video shoot. Yes, I said, Lee, let me be the executive producer on the video shoot, and he agreed. So we got a small budget together, and we used Paul and Leo to film it, 
I flew her in, and I didn't know that you're supposed to pick up the talent at the airport. <laughs> yeah, because it was the first time I was the executive producer. I just assumed she would, you know, just show up at a hotel and we would meet her the next day. So I get a phone call from Mary Wilson. She's been waiting for like an hour and a half. She's like, so um, what kind of car do you have? Uh. It was, oh my God, I was mortified, Michelle. It was so embarrassing. And I said, I'm so sorry, Mary. I'll, I'll reimburse you for a cab. So she wouldn't talk to me for like a couple of hours. But then I... Thank God, before she came in, I went to her hotel room and put a nice bouquet of beautiful roses there because I, I got a text later saying everything's good for tomorrow. So I saved my skin. But now I know, you know, you make little mistakes. Yeah, no, the the uh, music industry and, uh, and and the big, you know, superstars that come with it. So so let's talk about, you know, Mary Wilson and the Supremes. I mean, did you did you listen to the Supremes growing up? Or? Oh, my God. Yes. Hello. Yes. <laughs> big Supremes Motown fan. How do, do you like Motown music? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, you know, but uh, you should not ask me anything musically. In, in, yeah. You know, I mean, wait, I've seen you dance. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but but there's a real meaning to kind of you know the Supremes and the contribution that they've given Huge the LGBTQ community. You you would say that, right? Well, I would say that because every drag queen is probably you know performed or lip synced to exactly. a Diana Ross song. I have, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you what do you think? I mean, you know, I I, I can tell you a million reasons why. Um, say, for example, in today's time, Beyonce is a significant, you know, m- music figure for for the queer community. Uh, but the Supremes, I think that they, you know, they they connected with gay men in a way that um, only you can describe here on the show. I think the Supremes had, a, you know, I think this is documented pretty well. Uh, they had a huge influence um, at that time, right? And I think Mary, I've listened to Mary Wilson actually quote something to this effect that. Um, uh, they were role models for black women in America at that time because they were portrayed in a, you know, uh, equal way with uh, with the rest of society. And maybe it's the same for gays because uh, I've always felt, um, you know, you can feel disenfranchised very easily. Right. I felt many times growing up in my small town, which is why, as I pointed out earlier, I want San Francisco to be this sort of beacon of light. To help people come here, come, come to San Francisco. Um, I know we have problems here. I, I know we could get. That's a whole nother topic. Well, but. no, I don't want to be negative. I mean, San Francisco <laughs> is still home for a lot of us. You know, like I said, I was in Arkansas uh, the other day, or you know, last week, and um, at the wall, at Walmart, Walmart, yeah, Bentonville. Yeah. I was in Bentonville. So um, arriving at SFO was like finding water after being walking through a desert. I mean, and, and, and I know it, that feeling. Yeah. And, and it was just like I was so happy and glad that my cab driver was, you know, at someone uh, of a different color um, and, and to be greeted in a way that that makes you feel like you're accepted and not to, you know, make San Francisco sound like it's the best place on earth. But it, it mean, could be. It's not the best place on no. earth, but I mean, I, I mean, I've lived in six different cities in this country, and by far, this is the best one. I mean, yeah. you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. By the way, just just to recap, um, Walmart versus um, Target. I think for me, as a gay man, I just like the way Target sounds. Target. Target. <laughs> <laughs> they did bring that, you know, somebody that did bring that up. Um, and so not to move on from Mary Wilson and Supremes, congratulations again. That is such a huge, huge, huge Well, I'm happy uh, for her, too. She's, she's 72 yeah. and she's, you know, on the charts again. This is fabulous. That was like the ultimate, you know, feeling of joy for her. I'm so happy for her. So where can people get this single and, um, you know, if they want to listen to it? Well, now it's everywhere. It's being promoted by by folks in L.A. Like it's a big time promotion. Uh um, and you can just go to iTunes, Amazon, anywhere. Just Google it. It's there, ready to listen and download. But uh, congratulations. So, you know, we're working on a surprise for you. I mean, I mentioned Billboard, um, but uh, that was a, a song that charted, that you did in collaboration with Amore, mm-hmm. as you had said. But you also charted with another artist, uh, and this time on the DJ Times, which is pretty significant. And it's, uh, you know, and it's comparable to Billboard uh, for DJs, right? It and definitely so, is. Yeah. So yeah. you charted... Um, I think number six. As, as we I'm speak, at we're it? number six. Wow! With a song called "Summertime," which I wrote and uh, and composed, and Raquel, our, our buddy Raquel, hello Raquel. Um, you know, she helped shore up that song. Um, she's a great writer as well as a singer, and that song has been on the climbing the charts for five months now. 
Well, do we have Raquel on the line? So we have Raquel on the line. Um, oh, we do? And, and I'm just going to call you out. So Tweeka oh does not have headphones, and Tweeka needs headphones in order to hear Raquel. Well, that's right. I, I know what she's going to say. Um, <laughs> hello, darling. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm, I'm doing, doing great. great. I'm I'm gonna chat with you until we get Tweeka some headphones uh, here so that Tweeka can can chat with us. But um, definitely, congratulations for summertime. Thank you. It's been extremely exciting. It was um, a bit unexpected, but then of course you know anything's unexpected or or not. I shouldn't say it is, but oh, so exciting that we're doing so well with that song. So much work went into it, so we're very happy, very proud. Congratulations, Steva. This is Tweeka. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so Hi, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, so does it still feel like summertime for you, even though it's November? Uh, it does because it just seems like everybody wants it to stay summertime. So they're kind of spreading it to my direction, I guess you could say. And I feel the warmth. I feel the love. I, I, I mean, I, I think that this is so awesome. And, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I mean, we see so many different artists who get a lot of play, who get a lot of hype, you know, for these um, flat pop sounds and the, the kind of crap that plays in the radio over and over and over. Although I feel like if your, if your, if your single was playing over and over on the radio, I would be, I would be so ecstatic. I think that I would actually like crap my pants because I, one, you're a good friend of ours, but two, because it, you know, the, the, the dance music and everything that Tweek and I were talking about and the impact that it has on the LGBTQ community. I mean, this is such a huge honor, don't you think? Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Um, it's also an honor when you have the same community that you work so hard for asking you to come and sing the song for their, their special events. And uh, Lord knows, and Tweeka knows this better than I do, there's a lot of really great events that take place in San Francisco, and uh, especially when it comes to um, AIDS, uh, raising money for um, uh, bullying, as you know, is very, very um, a high impact in the community in San Francisco. Uh, as well. And this song is about, well, basically about love. If you know Tweek well enough and all of the work that she's done in the past, um, as far as the recording arts is concerned, it's always been in the direction of fun and love. Love and fun, you know. Um, just trying to up, uh, bring people's spirits up and uh, keep the, keep that in, the impossible work out of our vocabulary. Thank you, honey. The check's in the mail. <laughs> okay. So we know that you guys love each other, right? And there are some new yeah. listeners who are tuning in, and there are probably listeners who are your fans who are, who are tuning in. So I want to I want to make it fair. Since you guys know each other, um, you know, let's give let's give your fans something that that might be juicy, that might be awesome tidbits that they didn't know before. So <laughs> Uh, you know, what was it like working with Tweeka? And you can answer that as if Tweeka's not in the room. Oh, this will be fun. Uh, here I go, Tweeka. Put your seatbelt on. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> you're not there. I don't even know you're there. Um, I love working with Tweeka. It's not a love-hate thing. I love working with Tweeka because she is a workaholic. Now, now, granted, now that I've said that, here's what goes on behind closed curtains. The questions, the questions that Tweeka gives me on a regular basis are like, wait, what? What are you asking me? Um, so let me see if I can think of an example. Um, but Raquel, but Raquel, are you sure that uh, that's a good melody? Are you sure that's a melody? Or I, It sounds like a harmony to me. Wait, <laughs> wait, what? What? You're asking me if that's a harmony or a melody? What? Now this is hypothetical, by the way. This is just an example. Okay, so we try to start that out. The next day, ring, ring, ring. Raquel, oh, I, I don't think that lyric, it's just, I don't, I'm not happy with that lyric. It's just not going to work with me because it's not giving, it's not sending the message that I was originally wanting. To. What? You want to change the song again? But we're getting ready to copyright it. Wait, what? Okay. Uh, okay, I think, they, I think they get the point, Raquel. <laughs> so, so Tweeka, I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not the same... <laughs> Not the same question, but uh, you know, you shared with us an interesting, um, you, <laughs> an interesting experience you had with Mary Wilson, in which you didn't, you didn't pick her up. That was bad. Um, <laughs> well, it, you know, let's let's turn that around. And so, you know, if if Raquel were were uh, to be waiting for you anywhere, um, 
if. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What is she going to ask? I guess. I guess. What? How would Raquel react if you did not pick her up if she was waiting for you somewhere? Well, here's what you need to know about Raquel. She's. Um, <laughs> she, she's got both hands on the steering wheel so um she would actually say i'll beat you there i wouldn't need to pick her up i think she would have her own car um i i want to say yeah, this uh if you is. collaborate with anybody in the arts uh, and you i know you have michelle um you people are gonna butt heads and push and pull but the it what counts is the end game and you, you've got to work together as a collective yeah. and it's not just yeah. me and raquel it was our remixers and the promoter but um Raquel, I think you would agree. I mean, you know, we we like yeah. bounce off each other, but um, God, we click so well together as a team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel I feel the love. I feel the love. Um, we unfortunately yeah. are out of time, guys. It's so much fun to have you both no! here. I know, I know. We should have called you earlier. It was Tweeka's fault. <laughs> Tweeka, okay. Tweeka keeps talking. Um, <laughs> That's okay. It's all about Tweeka. I, I'm oh, so God. glad you had her on the show. She, She's amazing. Yeah, She's great, yeah. Great well, artist. Well, now it's Michelle's turn to come back to House of Pride Radio. That's right. I will. That's I will right. make an appearance. Um, well, congratulations to you both, and congratulations to Tweeka on the new single with Mary Wilson of the Supremes. Mm -hmm. And I will, I, mm -hmm. you know, Raquel, come back soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love and you, you honey. Martha, <laughs> I love you, too. And don't forget to talk about Martha Wash. You, you oh, yes. <laughs> this Wednesday, Martha Wash. We're doing a live interview with Martha Wash. All right, awesome. Well, Queen, Queen I'll talk to you later. All right, Bye, well, that's how I do. I drop the bomb and then I, I then I hang up and y'all see see how I go. All right, thank you both so much. And uh, and what Tweeka Turner was talking about was House of Pride Radio. If you tune in, which the show happens live, you'll be doing an interview with Martha Walsh. So, um, how can people connect? And what time should they tune in? Tune in at, at 6 p.m. this Wednesday, which is tomorrow, um, by going to Facebook and just um, going to House of Pride Radio. There's a link there. Okay. Or, or to, uh, at the radio station, mutinyradio.fm. Great. And that was 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time That's in the right. evening for those who are not in the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, thank you so much, Tweeka Turner. I mean, it's the arts that matter, too, in the community and those who continuously uh, give back and uh, contribute to the good times in our life. Don't go away when we come back. Um, we will finish the show in, in some ways. <laughs> Don't go away. I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years. And uh, over the past couple of months, I just opened up my club, Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody. And that's just kind of the attitude and the, the uh, the ethics of Oasis is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need to, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people, and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity. And, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Tuesday, November 3rd. I'm Michelle Miao, your host. 
Uh, I think today we're kicking off uh, the week, and I should say the week because I'm I'm back from from Bentonville, Arkansas, and I'm so sorry that we missed uh, a few shows there. But it's always good to speak to those who are making a difference in our community, and so. We heard from Tweeka Turner, who's making a difference in the music community, in the music and arts community. Our next guest is making a difference in not just the arts community, but I think um, in the you know social and public perception and perspective of gay identities. And that is so, so important, especially as we uh, continue the fight for full federal equality and equality for all uh, around the world. So our next guest is Jill Salvino, who is doing a future film documentary that ex- explores the, the the different the different identities of gay. I think that for a lot of people, you know, if, if um, understanding gay issues is a new thing for you, you might think that, you know, gay, the identity is one thing, but it really isn't. So, Jill, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. We're really excited about your project, Between the Shades. So, um, you know, I, let's start with kind of what inspired you to 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 do the work here in behind this documentary? So I've always been more of a narrative director and commercial director, and never thought about making a documentary documentary before. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I was describing another friend, and I said something like, "Oh, he's not gay like Michael; he's gay like Pete." And my friend instantly knew what I was talking about, and made me start thinking about how many different identities there are and how people are perceived and actually how they label themselves for that matter. That started the discussion. And so how many, I mean, how many people have you interviewed so far for this project? So by phone, probably more like 60, and that's not even the entire content. Um, What I started out thinking was that, well, if I had... You know, how do people identify themselves and how many different um, percentages of gay or spectrum of gay are there? And, you know, from just being somebody who's just slightly identifies or is, is been out for many, many years. And then I started thinking, well, what about the problems that parents face or how they, what they face when their kids came out 20 years ago versus parents of kids that are coming out now, my friends' kids that are coming out in college and what they're, what they're fearful for for their children. And it just took a 360 approach. And now the numbers are really out the window because there's just, there's just no limit to how many people I can talk to. And then we'll figure out how it cuts together because I think the story is just like snowballing and evolving. I think this is such an incredible project. I mean, it, it's huge. Um, this is a uh, this is kind of a big uh, commitment that you've made here in this film, and I'm not really sure if you're going to be able to answer just that basic question of how many identities can you possibly find in the gay spectrum. Um, but uh, but you might want to take a stab at it. You know, I I, I would say that out of sixty, all sixty identities are different. <laughs> completely different. Absolutely, completely different. And. And the community has embraced this idea. Um, come to me with so many stories, Michelle, that, uh, you know, I'm touched by it. I'm touched by how open people are and where they want to take me on this journey and how much they want to share. And my hope as a filmmaker is that when somebody comes out of this film, they take a look at, in their hearts now and start thinking about, well, that's not what I thought, you know, or, or I didn't think I knew a gay person before, and, and now I know so, they're just like my next-door neighbor, or they're just like my cousin, or they're just like somebody I met today. And, and maybe they didn't know and they didn't know how to identify. And I plan on doing that also through conversation. I want to I ask, like, 50, 100 people the same question, which is, like, what was your first best kiss or what was your, you know, the, the best date you ever had or what are you looking for in somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with? And I think when we cut all those answers together into a little montage, you'll like just the vastness of, of how different people are and then the fact that they, they're all looking for the same thing at the end of the day, at the commonality of love. That is so fascinating, and uh, I was just actually going to ask you that. I mean, there are um, you know subcultures and and very 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 many identities, like we keep saying, uh, but 
you know, for example, in the gay community, there's the bear community, there's the, uh, help me out here, <laughs> the leather community, um, and the even, otter, the- yeah, and even in the lesbian community now, you know, you go into, um, you know, identities such as butch, femme, you know, mm-hmm. uh, androgynous, or, or even queer, and, and then all of that. Did you explore that in this film? I started to explore it, and I expect a, more of that to come out on camera. People are really talking to me about love right now, and people mm-hmm. are talking to me. I, I'm speaking with one of the um, folks I'm interviewing as an attorney, and he started out as, as uh, majoring in, like, straight divorce. And then as gays were, you know, allowed legally to marry in New York, he started, you know, everybody fought so hard for the right to marry, but I'm not quite sure that everybody or the state took a look at what happens when they get divorced. Right. So they weren't thinking about a prenup in the same sense that they were, like, you know, maybe straight people planned for it. So, and I just used the label when I said that, but, you know, he said it's, it's interesting about, you know, when when gays get divorced, too, and the things that they fight for, over and for, and children and pets, and, you know, it's like a whole different world. So that's another place to explore. You know, I wonder, and this may have come out in the documentary in a, as far as, like, marriage equality and the impact that it's have on the, uh, the way that we love. I mean, I think that people would be much more open to answering questions about love now that, you know, we feel... Um, we've, we're we're equal. Mm-hmm. I, I I truly believe that, and um, that's what I'm going to explore. I mean, I've I've reached out to many people, and many people have come to me just since I started social media for this film, probably six months ago. Um, we just started kickstarting this month. We have about another six, seven, eight days or something to finish it off, and then from there. My hope is to just shoot one day a week for a month and, um, you know, just get as many people into the studio as possible and just take all of these experiences and all of these thoughts and, and, and put it together into an, a really entertaining docu- documentary. You know, sometimes you think of, of documentaries as being a little more dry. I, I want this to be something that, walks, that people walk away from and, and feel like they feel that get to know people. So you went into a, to it a little bit, but you mentioned the Kickstarter. So I, I know that there will be people out there who want to uh, make sure that they get to see this project. Because, again, it's so fascinating. I mean, there was a film that I watched not too long ago that focused all on the gay voice. Uh, and that was a very important to um, a lot of us, especially social mm-hmm. perspectives of like who we are. So, we, you know, for those of us who really want to support this film, how do we do that? The name of the film is called Between the Shades. So it's on Kickstarter, and you would go to Kickstarter landing page, kickstarter.com, and then, and then search Between the Shades. Okay, cool. You can also awesome. get to it from the Facebook. I'm sorry. Great. No, you keep cutting in and out, and I don't know if it's your phone or... Um... Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I was like, this um, is the important part. We need your money. <laughs> <laughs> so folks can go to um, Kickstarter. Dot com and then search for between the shades. Okay, great. Between the shades. Um, yeah. So, Jill, you know, just to kind of you know wind down, wrap up our conversation. I mean, what do you think is, is the most fascinating thing that you've uncovered that maybe you didn't know before you started doing this project about gay identities and how we feel about love? When I started the project, I thought there would just be this spectrum of you know, a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 20, what shade somebody is, what they perceive themselves as, as, as what type of gay they, they are. What I've discovered through my call so far is that, you know, there are so, there's such a range that there really isn't that number. And I think that's the most important discovery, is that we're in a place in time now where people don't have to look at themselves that way and don't have to label themselves that way and don't have to hide who they are anymore. That is awesome. And then what do you think is most, you know, something that's maybe the most surprising thing uh, about how we love and uh, how we identify? I think that I'm learning that gays and straight and transgender people or people who are thinking about transitioning are looking at how they want to live their lives and how honestly they want to live their lives right now. 
and they're not looking about trying they're not looking to try to conform into what used to be a box. I think that box is is been shattered and people are free to be themselves. That's so cool. Uh, again, for those of you who didn't catch it, you know, Between the Shades is a feature film documentary that explores the, the, the different identities of being gay and also what connects us all, which, um, uh, you know, is love. And, and I love this because I say it all the time on the show, hate is never the answer, love is. Love is the answer to everything, in my opinion. <laughs> so if you want to see this documentary, please support it. It's got a few days left to go. In fact, we have a week to go in, in order to make the goal. So if you head to Kickstarter right now and search for Between the Shades, please donate. Jill, thanks so much for dropping by the show. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate it. Everything you're doing, thank you. The Michelle Miao Show continues right after this. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, Fong and I are going to shut the show down. I know you're so happy to hear my voice. (laughs) Don't go away. for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. The Commonwealth Club is a unique organization that brings together people from a variety of backgrounds to explore important issues as a community. Sooner or later, everyone worth hearing comes to our stage. From Marga Gomez to Richard Chamberlain, from James Hormel to Kate Kendall, leading thinkers, activists, politicians, and artists have come to the Commonwealth Club of California. Ted Olson and David Boyes came here to discuss their winning legal strategy for same-sex marriage. Jason Collins talked about gay athletes. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence discussed activism and good works. Actor and director Rob Reiner explained how he got Hollywood behind same-sex marriage. Barney Frank described what it's like to be gay at the highest levels of Washington. From healthcare reform to transgender rights, from immigration to gay-owned businesses, it's all at the Commonwealth Club. And that's still just a portion of the 450 programs we present every single year, with new programming nearly every single day. Be a part of the conversation. Learn more at commonwealthclub.org, download our free app in iTunes, and join us in person the next time you're in San Francisco. The Commonwealth Club of California puts you face-to-face with today's thought leaders. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Tuesday, November 3rd. I'm Michelle Meow, your host. Again, I'm so sorry that I abandoned you all last week. I was uh, out in Bentonville, Arkansas, which it was my first time. And I think for some of you, you might say, hey, Michelle, you know, Bentonville's not that bad. It's 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 progressive. There There's a square and there's some restaurants and... Uh, you know, hip new people who are being employed by by Walmart corporate, maybe that you know are younger and dot uh, comish. <laughs> wait, 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 what does dot comish mean? I don't know. They do tech things like they <laughs> they 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 do things with the web and you know the web the interwebs and uh. all that. See, see how you know connected I am as a millennial. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's new. I was like, wait, am I out now? Yeah. I do want to, you know, uh, I, I, how was my trip? A lot of people keep asking me yeah. how my trip was. I will have to tell you, it was one of the most uh, difficult things that I, I've had to do once I put on this, like, hat of board president of San Francisco Pride. Um, first of all, you know, I was, I, I had gone on this trip well prepared uh, to be guns blazing and absolutely negative mm-hmm. uh, in everything that Walmart represents. Um, just to give you some background, I mean, I was that poor kid, you know, I grew up in a single parent home, um, five kids. And so we relied on those low prices and especially stores that 
you know, uh, gave you an opportunity to buy certain things that, you know, are uh, cost effective, if you will. And and so um, I also grew up in Stockton, California, which is one of the cities in California that has officially filed for bankruptcy. So if that gives you any uh, perception of what the town is like, I guess I've described it to some people as like the Detroit of California. Mm-hmm. So there are three Supercenter Walmarts in Stockton. Uh, Walmart is the most happening thing during the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, and the chaos is is serious and it's real during Black Fridays. Oh yeah. Uh, so I went in there wanting to talk about racial injustice, in income inequality, oppression, discrimination, and not to mention you know the discrimination in their policies regarding the LGBTQ community. Bam. Oh yeah, that's that's a mouthful of stuff. It is. Um, and you know, uh, the and I was ready to go when the CEO walked into the room. Except the first thing that came out of his mouth was "Yes, sir." <laughs> so he called. He misgendered me, which you know it was embarrassing in front of a group of people that I didn't know, especially in Bentonville, where you know, a few feet away from me in the public square, there's a Confederate flag, um, you know, flowing freely and publicly. And I know that that's a different meaning for certain people, but for someone like me, who's mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, 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 progressive liberal, I mean, we want that flag down. It's mm-hmm. it's an absolute sign of oppression. Of obviously, especially of of our African American community. Um, so, what did the misgendering do to me? I mean, it obviously made me feel less confident. It obviously made me feel um, uh, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It made me feel paranoid that other people might be viewing me as you know a guy or a man or you know it made me feel like people could potentially be uncomfortable around me mm-hmm. as much as I'm uh, uncomfortable around them. So. You know, I went to the bathroom uh, once right after that session and throughout the day just kind of started thinking about it. And it's like, oh, Michelle, I really don't think that <laughs> I don't think these people share the same like perceptions and views as you do. Uh, so maybe you should tone it down. And so I really decided to wait until I got to my hotel room to to do anything else that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the last session that I was there, they asked for feedback and I gave them the feedback of that whole experience for me, you know, is pretty much an example of how bullying is formed because mm-hmm. you're basically putting LGBTQ people into, you know, what you think it, or the social construction of what we're supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many of us look very, very, very different. Yeah. Um, and so if you could provide Walmart, you can provide, you know, sexual orientation, gender identity uh, educations and sensitivity training. And not only that, but like, you know, include that in your policies. Um, I even asked the CEO if he would, you know, step up and support the Equality Rights Act so that all 50 states would include sexual orientation and gender identity in their employment practices so that we can get fired for those things. Um, you know, they seemed, um, uh, I would say that I don't, I would not flat out say that they were against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that they'll they'll do that starting tomorrow. Um, so the takeaway from that is I think that it takes an extremely, uh, it takes more than one person and, and to, to have these experiences. And so, uh, you know, if we want these companies to change, it, it obviously is going to take a whole lot of us to care enough to 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 help them get there. Wow. How does that make you feel as a millennial? <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes it's it's really tough to to hear about these things because I'm like, okay, I'm your producer. I'm working with someone who seems to have a lot of, you know, influence in the community and hoping that something positive or something, you know, that you can take away from the meeting. And I guess maybe being a little naive that hoping, you know, hoping that, we can make changes and somehow folks quote unquote on the top will understand or somehow back us up. Um, and just hearing that is, it's a little discouraging, but it, and at the same time, it's motivating because there's still a lot of work to be done. It's mo- You're right. I love that um, perception because um, my perspective was when I came back and I, I, I did feel very downcast. I, I felt very 
I, I guess defeated because it's like I had to go through all of that just to be able to say, hey, I matter too. I should you should care about me. Not mm-hmm. only do I represent the queer community, but I represent low income. I represent people of color. I'm really speaking up for the most marginalized and vulnerable of my communities here. I know that Walmart is going to exist in these low income communities. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that that is, that is inclusive of, of, you know, sexual orientation and gender identity that includes the LGBTQI community. Um but I met somebody on the airplane, which I you know oh. I this is kind of one of those things where everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. And the woman happened to work for American Airlines and so she was curious to know why I was in Bentonville and so I told her and and she gave me a pin and the pin is the Walmart logo with the pride colors. Uh, Yeah, it's the gay flag with the Walmart pin. So she made me promise that um, I would go back to Bentonville because I was actually invited by Doug McMillan Mm -hmm. to go back individually to talk to him about LGBT rights and that I would go back and I would ask him what this pin meant to him Mm because obviously someone at Walmart had to have made that decision to have those gay pride pins. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wonder if he actually even knows that his company carries that, right? (laughs) Um, But that's the thing is you can't give up. We can't give up. And if we give up, then that would be, you know, the end of our movement. Uh, th- that's not to say that, you know, I, I, I would go out to every single corporation and say, I accept your policies because I understand it's slow to move. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say to you, though, there are changes that Walmart, you know, has made um, that they're proud of. You know, us outside, maybe we 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 might not think that they're significant changes, but they're significant changes for that corporation, such as raising the wages. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's bit that I know that that was a huge thing for them. And uh, also, they did uh, you know extend benefits uh, same sex couples uh, back in 2013, and they're working on a transgender benefits bill. But I, I can't really talk about that. I think that we should have a spokesperson to really talk about that. Um, so change is happening, but mm-hmm. but it, it could be progressively slow, which for some of us, it's like our lives matter on those changes today. Yeah. And that's the hard part is to have patience for both. True. But sometimes we just have to look at the bigger picture. Although it's slow, it, it's still happening. It is still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't know. One of the questions they asked me when I left was, you know, are you more inclined to or, or, or do you feel a little bit more positive about Walmart? And that I think was a trick question because it's like, well, you know, I think you have to make all these changes before I feel good. But at the end of the day, I will have to say, but they did make some changes. So I can't say that I feel horror. I mean, I let it went from hate to less hate. How's that? <laughs> but maybe that was but, the point. I want to know what is the the hate for, to less hate. Like, what is the degree of that? The ten like, percent less hating them. <laughs> Five. Uh, yeah, it's a really hard question to to answer. And again, until I go back and and we continue to do the work and mm. they they continue to execute more more changes, um, then uh, you know it'll be easier to answer. But, but you know I. Here's what I will say as a, you know someone from the Walmart community or the people that they serve. Um, uh, am I going to be able to fight the largest retailer in the world? No. But if I know that they ha- they're going to exist in the communities that I'm, I need to speak up for, mm-hmm. I would like to work with them and uh, to, to help them make decisions that impact those lives so that those lives can be empowered to, 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 to live better. Mm-hmm. And and I know that that's part of their logo is they want to or not logo motto is they want you to live better by you know offering you lower prices, mm-hmm. but I want to challenge Walmart in in actually making people's lives better, <laughs> like really a better. lot better yeah. than you know reaching for um, pri- products with low prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. The work, you know, remains to be seen. We'll see. So if you keep tuning in, I will keep talking about some of the stuff that I do. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at the same time, 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I do have a disclaimer. I have one more week of traveling, so I may not have fresh new shows for you this week. I'm checking in with uh, either B.B. Sweetbriar or uh, John Zipper of Commonwealth Club if they'll fill in for me for a few interviews that we wanted to do this week. Um, and so I'm not sure. But if they don't fill in for us, then... And uh, enjoy some of the repeats. And I promise you next week will be an all fresh week or fresh batch of new interviews. Thank you so much for your support. We'll talk to you soon.
You think you know me? 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 Take a closer look. See what's beyond the surface. Get to know me. Hi, I'm Jill Salvito. You may know me, and if you know me, you know this is... Okay, let me start again, because I forgot my part. Hi, I'm Jill Salvito. If you know me, you know that I'm a director that is on that side of the camera, and this part makes me very uncomfortable. So let me make this as brief as I possibly can. I'm a commercial and film director, and we're making a documentary called Between the Shades. I want to start a conversation with 50 different people. Recently, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I described another friend and said, he's not that kind of guy, he's more like this kind of guy. And she instantly knew what I was talking about. It started me thinking about how many different degrees of gay there are out there, and how we define other people, how they define themselves for that matter. Between the shades, I go behind the words of the people being interviewed. There'll be all different types of people talking about their first kiss, their first date, their idea of who they want to fall in love with. It's a series of stories about people we know, or maybe we don't know yet, but that's the point. Or about people we may never know, but I'd like you to know. Or I'm going to use the word no one more time or <laughs> So please contribute what you're comfortable with. Give of your time, give money, pass the link along. It's all important. Now I'm acting, right? That's how it goes. <laughs> I want to start a conversation. I want to start a conversation. A conversation. A conversation. I want to start a conversation.